Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey, hey, so we are coming to you live. Actually, I say we because Matt is here with me for the first time in a while. Hey, guys. Hoosier's here, too. Hoosier's here, too. He's just being a good watchdog as we are in my parents' attic recording this. I say live. This actually isn't live, but it sounded fancy to say. It's live for us. (laughs) It's live for us. Anyways, today we want to do something we haven't really ever done before. I don't think we've ever done a QA and a style podcast before, Um, but we are going to just dive into a conversation about our decision to move and answering a bunch of the questions that you guys actually sent in on a question box that I posted shortly after sharing the news that we chose to sell our colonial style kind of farmhouse on some acreage and get into a new build. And you guys had some really good questions. So we're going to dive into that today. Matt's here to share his perspective and some insight with you as well. So me, Matt and Hoosier coming to you live Q&A, moving, selling and buying a home. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Okay, so as we start off this episode, hon, I think maybe the best place to start would be kind of a little bit of the backstory. Like I shared a little, you know, a little of the heart of like we wanted to simplify and reduce stress and certain things like that. But I think maybe sharing some of the thought process that went into the very hard decision, I think, to sell a house that is so unique and had so much character and we loved so much. We've had a lot of questions about that. So let's maybe just start with sharing that backstory a little. Well, I think before we start, it's probably good because you had kind of touched on this. The number one rule in real estate is never fall in love with real estate. We bought this house kind of as Jordan said, as an investment. Um, however, when you're buying a house, it's not always quite uh flip it and, you know, make 20%. It's more like a savings account. Mm-hmm. It's how you have to view it. Otherwise you're, you can end up dumping a lot of money into a house and you don't get the return that you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the decision came as a result of just kind of stepping back and reevaluating um, our life in general and wanting to simplify. Uh, we had about three acres and it was a lot of upkeep. And it was nice when we had chickens a year ago. A lot of people don't realize that we don't have chickens anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, know if we ever gave like a chicken up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gave the chickens uh, to some friends of ours just because we were traveling so much. Um, this is all pre-COVID. Um, and then 2020, our lives kind of imploded a little bit. So a lot, a lot of it. Yeah, we um, had a lot of things happen. Yeah, so I I think because that kind of the homesteading dream was kind of fizzling out. It was like okay, you can't eat grass, so 
it doesn't really make sense to just like have that yard just for the sake of maintaining a, mm-hmm. a yard that big. Yeah, and I think something to note about this yard is like it wasn't like it was out on farmland. It, it originally was when the house was originally built and it was really neat. Even when we first moved in, like we were surrounded by fields and it was like, wow, there's like this kind of homesteading kind of situation. But then neighborhoods went in around it while we lived there. And the the yard itself was made like by the original owners to feel like a park almost. Like it was a lot of planting beds and a lot of, you know, little like bench seats and things like that. And a lot of random rocks in the yard. We were just like, where in the world did this come from? So there was just a lot of that kind of thing to where it wasn't necessarily land that you could just plant on right away. It would take a lot of work to do that. So we kind of started to reevaluate, like, is that what we want to do? Because, you know, it's taking a lot of work if we want to upkeep the land. Or is it is it the best use of our resources to constantly be hiring landscapers when we're in our 20s? Like, that sounds like a great plan, maybe when we're late, later on in life. But do we want to be using that money to put it into, you know, investments and uh, maybe some other things that we want to do? rather than paying landscapers every week, you know? So we just kind of started to reevaluate, like, is that really what we want, you know? And is this the right season for this, even if it's a great idea in theory? So that was definitely a part of it. And then I also think another aspect of it is having an older home, there were um, updates that needed to be done. And so we had done some, I would say, relatively hefty renovations. We did some bathrooms. We re-landscaped the whole front of the house. We did a bunch of just, like, updates to different things, like mechanically and whatnot. So, you know, with all of that, we started to realize like, dang, this is not as like fun and HGTV as we thought it was going to be. We really liked the idea of being like, oh, we could be like Chip and Joe. This would be so fun. And then as we got like a year into it and then two years into it and those projects took a while, we were like, crap, this is stressful. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's just part of buying an old house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that you're going to have to put some money into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think just looking at what we had, we were like, all right, uh, we don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we made the decision. All right, let's let's go ahead and uh, look at other options. Mm-hmm. And we did look at a lot of options. We looked at the possibility of like super super simplifying, and we we're like, do we want to rent for a year or two? Like the market's really a seller's market, so we could you know make a return on our investment and then rent for a little while mm-hmm. and then buy when the market's low and really like maximize our dollars. Or you know, do we want to do a build or what do we want to do? And then we eventually kind of came to the conclusion of maybe renting would be kind of more stressful because then we'll have to move again in a year. So Well, and especially another thing we looked at was refinancing. And that oh, yeah. would have lowered our interest, our monthly mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. It would lo- lowered our interest rate by almost 2%, mm-hmm. which is really dropping it by yeah, like 50%. Mm-hmm. But just looking at it overall, we're like, like if we're going to refinance, we might as well just get into something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because and we really wanted to put the money into like doing and we would need, would need to do the kitchen. And there were just like some other big projects that we were like, is this the year we want to take that on? I think it was like primarily a lifestyle decision for us. And then secondarily, it was like, cool, how could we if we know what we realize maybe we don't want to be doing in the next year or two of our life as we are trying to build our family and simplify and reduce stress levels and all of that? What's the most conducive to that? And is tearing up your kitchen and remodeling the most conducive to that and putting all the energy and time into it? or is it maybe saying, you know what, we've done enough work to this house, we've improved it, we've upped the value of it, we can, you know, re- get a return on our investment, and maybe start with, you know, or go into something that wouldn't require so much upkeep land wise, as well as renovation wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really just a heart center decision. And actually, we had talked about it earlier in the year as well, we had visited the idea of selling. And then I got pregnant again. And so we were like, well, maybe we should wait. And so it was kind of a thing that we 
kicked back and forth for a while, but then we just both decided, like, I think we want less stress, but also I think we both just wanted to change a pace. Like, I think we just wanted a fresh environment, too. Yeah. That was certainly a part of it. Yeah, I think a fresh start was a big part. We wanted to be careful, though, because especially after the second miscarriage, we didn't want to make an emotional decision mm-hmm. and just say, oh, screw it. Let's sell the house. I just wanted out of every. Yeah. I wanted out of my life. I was like, I want out of my house. I want out of my everything that I'm, you know, doing and... Okay. Sorry, I just bumped the smash the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're living at my in laws, and (laughs) one of our mics is in storage. Yep. And so we only have one podcast mic, and so Jordan and I look like we're doing a like karaoke together. Yep. I'm glad we both brushed our teeth a few minutes. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so you know, it was. It was a like sometimes when you go through hard things, it's like, oh my gosh, I want out of my life. I feel like I'm stuck in this limbo. And so it's really natural to kind of knee jerk reaction. I want out of the house. I want out of you want out of like your skin, right? You just like want a new setting. And so that was actually kind of a reaction I had immediately. And Matt was like, okay, like we can look into it, but also let's not make an emotional and rash decision here because we don't want to run away from problems. Like you can't run away from things. And so we waited several more months. But again, there was so much more to it. And we had already discussed the decision on should we be simplifying? Is this really what we want in this season of our life? You know, it was already on the table, but we just needed to take a little bit of time. So that's why we waited several months before really pulling the trigger on that because again, you don't want to make a uh, totally emotional decision either. But I would say a fresh start is certainly a nice benefit of the whole thing. So um, anyway, so that's a little bit of the heart and the background. And, you know, how can we, you know, reduce stress levels and simplify and and do all of this? And, And really, we were able to take advantage of great interest rates that were in the market and things like that. And so all that said, that's kind of the context. That's kind of what went into our decisions. And I share that because I know a lot of you guys are in building seasons of your life. You're in establishing seasons, much like we are. You know, we're in the first five years of marriage. We're in the process of starting to try to build our family. There's bumps in the road with all of that when you're trying to figure out, okay, what does it look like to establish our home? And how do we do that in a way that's conducive to the lifestyle that we want and to what our hearts need and our heads need and our our work needs and our marriage needs? And sometimes the amount of stress and work that you have from one area needs to be kind of reallocated to another. And so anyways, yeah, I just felt like that was maybe if you find yourself in a similar position of should we move? Should we stay? Maybe it's helpful to have some, I don't know, a peek into other people's brains as they make that decision. So, okay, let's hop into some of the Q, the cues, the cues, what? Cues. <laughs> the cues. And we'll give some A's. <laughs> the Q and A's. Okay. All right. So we've got quite a few here, actually. So let's dig into some of the easy ones first. Somebody said, uh, what style is your new home? It's like a craftsman style ranch home. Mm-hmm. What does craftsman even mean? I don't know. It's got like a front porch, <laughs> but it's not like a farmhouse. Yeah, it's not a farmhouse. It's very like clean it's like and a minimalistic. It's between a farmhouse and a log cabin. Yeah, but it's not at all like a log cabin. But we don't have logs. It's just... David, that is not, no. <laughs> it's a craftsman. I don't know. That's the best way I yeah, can describe I it. I would describe it as like, it's very minimalist. You know, like we have wood floors, no, minimalist clean sounds walls, like, like like a high rise condo, oh. like with concrete floors. That's what minimalist oh, it sounds does? like to me. Okay, never mind. Cozy, minimalish craftsman yeah. is maybe how I would describe it. Okay, um, let's see. But open Will- floor plan. Open floor plan, yes. Will your mortgage be less? Yes. Yeah, and that's definitely really nice. Yeah, able that, to- that was a perk because we were able to take, you know, because when you put your down payment down payment into your house, like I said earlier, it's like a, it's like a savings account. And so, yes, your property appreciates over time depending on the market. And then when you pull that out, like now we have more, uh, we're bringing more cash to the table. Yeah. 
And so that that was also part of it. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what um, you're saying about the bank account thing. Right. When you're saying like you're when you buy a house, it can kind of serve. It's like a bank investment or what did you say? Rather than an investment account. That, I mean, your it's house like value, like our, our house value went up and you can profit off of selling a house. But it's not necessarily like if you put 2000 in two years later, you're going to get 4000 back. It doesn't necessarily double your money that quickly, whereas certain investments might be able to do that. So that's why. Maybe not exactly double, but the point is you can, you can grow the, the value of your house goes up, but looking at it as an investment, but more, it's different from other investments is I guess what I'm trying to say. And so seeing it kind of as a place to park your money Mm -hmm. and allow the value to help grow it. So it's a, it is kind of an investment though. It's just different from. You're not getting the kind of returns that you would on like a mutual fund. You don't think so? Eight to 12%. No. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, so anyways, yeah, so that was a really big perk. We were able to put a much bigger down payment on, and that, as a result, reduces your monthly mortgage, as well as taking advantage of the super low interest rates that are in the market right now. So those two things were a huge um, blessing. Um, Okay, next question is, um, well, the next question was going to be, did your investment in your current home end up paying off? I would say yes, like that's a good follow-up to that question. Or to that last question, we did some mm-hmm. projects and we were still able to walk away with a return and then reinvest that. And I think we were able to get into something newer that fits our lifestyle more. So I would yeah, call that a win. Have a 15% lower uh, monthly payment. Is that really what it was? Yeah. Wow, that's great. Savvy financial decisions over here. Look at us go. Um, okay, next question is We just sold our house and bought a new one too. Were you able to customize everything in your new build? No, because we bought a like a quick move in, mm-hmm. like a spec home. I didn't um, want to be living in my parents' attic for like 10 months. I wanted to live in it right. for like two months. <laughs> yeah. So I think the typical build time is like six to eight months for this builder. Mm-hmm. We had, we bought the house when it was framed out already. And they, they have to order their materials like way in advance, especially with all the supply chain backlogs due to COVID. And yeah, so we, we didn't get to pick a whole lot. I think we got to pick... What? We got to customize a lot of the finishings. Yeah, like yeah, we got to pick finishes. the paint color, countertops, hardware, like in the cabinets, um, just different details like that. And But a lot of what they had, we liked. And I think that's why we felt really good about going with this house. We liked the layout of it. We were able to kind of walk through and make a final decision when it was in framing. And so when we knew we liked the layout and then we were able to see like the majority of the finishes we liked, there were certainly some where we were like, okay, that countertop, not going to work. But if we can change it, it'll be great. Like they already had the type of cabinets we would have picked and a lot of those things. So it was kind of the perfect storm that's not mm-hmm. the right way to say it but it was it was good okay someone else asked how long were you in your home we were in our home for we were in our home for like two and a half years and that is important because you don't have to pay capital gains tax mm-hmm. if you sell your house and but like within two years uh i believe you have to pay what is it 20 i forget I what capital what the, gains yeah, is but it's like 20 percent. it's a it's a chunk of the money that you make. And so if of you're in profit. your house, yeah, of the profit mm-hmm. on the house. And so if you're in your house and you're, you don't like it, hang tight for, you know, another, just hit that two year mark. Mm-hmm. Cause once you hit that, that's, that's a big uh, tax savings. Yeah. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, next question is, how is Hoosier handling the news? (laughs) I think Hoosier thinks he's at a long vacation at Grandma and Grandpa's. I don't think he's grasped the fact that we're uh, not going back to that house. <laughs> I know. I think he's a little confused. I mean, he seems perfectly content, though. So how are you doing, buddy? He's just laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to get along great mm-hmm. with the other uh, neighborhood dogs. And yeah. It'll, it'll be definitely a change of pace. There won't be as many squirrels for him to chase. And mm-hmm. um, he's a very private dog when it comes to going to the bathroom so i think that's gonna be the 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 biggest learning curve he's he's a very private pooper he's very uncomfortable in front of people it's hilarious okay next question is 
what do you sense God doing in your new home? I would answer that and say, when we bought the first home for us, we really saw it as a gift. I mean, we were like, wow, look at all this land we have. And for there were definitely seasons where we were able to host like house groups or small groups and house church and things like that. Um, but a lot of the time that we lived there, we were traveling or the world was on lockdown mm-hmm. or we were going through hardship. And so we felt like we had very like limited opportunities to really do that. And I struggled with that because that was really what I wanted to use that home for. And so I, I give that as context because what I would answer to that is I really want to make our home a place of more hospitality, more, you know, open doors. We have the space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we have a basement in this home that would allow us to, you know, host a family who needs a place to stay or things like that. And so my goal and my hope is to be able to do that. I think I'm just trusting that God has the right plans for this home, though, because it's really easy to be like, I want to use it for all this incredible good. And then when your life implodes or things go and it doesn't happen in the way that you expected it to happen, I look back and I'm like, I don't think that means we didn't use our house for good, though. Like, I think of all the different people who we had for dinners and friends over and all those things. And that was still community building, even if it wasn't quite the way I envisioned, like, this is ministry and we're going to do, like, true ministry in the house. So I just, I guess I just sense that God's putting it even heavier on my heart to be more intentional with that, but also keeping open hands and knowing like that's going to go how he has planned already. Cause so easily we can get attached to like, and this is what it's going to look like. And it just doesn't, doesn't always look that way. So I try to keep my hands open. So otherwise I develop expectations of like, and by this time in the house that, you know, we'll have this happening or that happening. So I don't know. That's my answer anyway. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lesson in simplification and like being content mm-hmm. in every circumstance. I, I think this year is definitely a huge test in that. And I think we're just trying to get down, get back to the essentials, like what really matters mm-hmm. and making our house a lot more community centric and not so much just because I think we were spending so much time upkeeping mm-hmm. that it was like, oh, we have to do this, this and this. And I've got to spend two hours mowing the lawn before mm-hmm. these people come over, yeah. you know, and it just kind of shifts your priorities. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's kind of getting us back to basics. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, okay, someone else asked. These are two kind of different questions, but I think they go together. And you have a really good answer for this. So how much money do you recommend having saved as a first-time single home buyer? Or and another question that kind of followed up with that was, would you always put 20% down if you were buying? I think in this market, uh, with rates the way they are, as of right now, December 17th, I don't... This isn't going to air right away, though. I know, I know. But it, I think... You don't have to have 20% down. I would recommend it. But again, depending on where you live, that might not be a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for our first house, we didn't bring 20%. We, we brought 15. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, which basically says, okay, because you can't afford to have 20% equity in this house, you're going to have to pay this mortgage insurance in case you you know default or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. foreclose. But that's, you know, a hundred something bucks a month, depending on the price of your house. And you pay that until the equity you have in the house hits that 20% mark. So it took us really almost two years just with the way that mortgages are set up, like the amortization schedule. Most of your money is going to interest those first two years. So, yeah, I, I mean, if, if you can do it, but 
If not, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I mean, I would say talk with your lawyer too, who knows your area and knows your financial situation. Both a lawyer or not? Did I say lawyer? lawyer? You said lawyer. I mean a realtor. The words are hard today. Okay, so a realtor. Talk to your realtor as well as your lender. I think that's why I got those two words confused. So you want to talk with a lender as well as a realtor because they're going to be able to guide you a little bit more based on your financial situation, where you're looking to buy, what the potential like payoff potential of that location is because that is different everywhere. So those are just different things to consider. But I did want you to share about that PMI because that was information we didn't know when we first bought a house. And it's always helpful to know if you're a first time home buyer. Okay. Next question. This is a, a very simple question. Are we still in Indiana or do we move to another state? Still in the great state of Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't go far, but you know, just for all the reasons we already shared. Okay. Someone said, are you, or was this house cheaper or what went behind this? So again, like we said, our mortgage is cheaper, but it's um, it's not like we went down in value. Is how it, like we had a lot of counsel to like try not to go backwards if you don't have to. So it was like, okay, how can we increase our value? If, is there a way to do that and still save money? Well, yeah, and I think a lot of it just has to do with what you prioritize. Right, like us was like simplicity mm-hmm. and having a big hosting space and having room for friends and family mm-hmm. to visit when they come in from out of town. And so for us, like that was our emphasis. Some people, they're like, we want a homestead. So we're going to move out of this, Mm -hmm. you know, big house on a postage stamp lot Mm -hmm. and move into a smaller, older house Mm -hmm. with 10 acres. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's where your priorities. Yeah. So I I think you you just, you know, there's trade-offs and everything. Yeah. Um, And we also wanted a smaller nut to crack every month. Mm -hmm. So we put more money down on this house Mm -hmm. than we did in the last one. A lot of that was due to you know, the appreciation of this house when we bought it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think of the, whether it's cheaper or not or whatever, I mean, I think the more that you can just be intentional and strategic with how is this building our future in one way or another based off of the ones that we have and the the, the needs that our family has and how we want to use this for good and for the Lord and everything. And so, um, you know, I think that's just important to keep in mind is what's the lifestyle? And that's really, again, it goes back to that same question that we asked. So it wasn't so much about the price point as it was the value. Like the value is a lot of like what you just said with that example, the value can be very similar uh, from a, um, what's it called? Like when a pra- like if an appraisal was to say, okay, this is the value of this house and this is the value of this house, but they're two totally different things. And one's going to give you simpler and newer and everything else. The other one's going to give you the homestead lifestyle. We kind of, I think just swapped, you know, in Mm. many ways. Okay. Another question was, how do you know what decor to keep and what to part ways with, like furniture wise and whatnot? So this is a really good question because this is hard for some of us. I'm winking at you. (laughs) I'm going to let Jordan answer this one because apparently I have no taste. No, that's not what I was saying. It was just funny because I was like so quick to be like, let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of this. He's like, no, let's keep it. You had much more of a desire to keep things than I did. Yeah, because I don't want to spend money on new furniture. No, I think it's because you're sentimental. Um, No, that's true. I'm just joking with it. But um, that's a good question. A lot of our, some of our furniture we sold and then some of our staple pieces we kept, like we kept our couches and whatnot. And I actually was glad that we did that because sometimes couches can take a long time to come in if you're buying new couches and things like that. So there were certain decor pieces um, like hutches. We had a couple hutches in our old house that really went with the the farmhouse style feel. Yeah, they're really nice, and mm-hmm. we got to actually sell them to mm-hmm. the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that you can do mm-hmm. if you're moving mm-hmm. and there's furniture that you think, hey, I don't know if this is going to fit in the new house. See if see if the uh, the buyer wants it. Yeah, yeah, because that's one thing less that they have to move in, right. and it's one less thing that you have to move out. So right. it's a win win. 
Yeah. And so, and also, you know, just certain things where I was like, okay, this, these farmhouse style hutches don't really fit the look of this more modern craftsman, simple style house. So it worked out. So certain things like that is just evaluating, like, is this going to fit well in my new space? And if not, can I maybe sell it or even leave it and, and sell it to the buyer? One last question that we have that we had come in was any tips for building? We've had some people say that they're building. And I think that this is actually some a really good question because we've learned some things in the process. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Good. Actually, I need you to start because <laughs> I need to pull up what I was going to say about it. I, drew, I jotted down some notes. Hold on. Well, like we touched on earlier, when it comes to budgeting, like you can either say, okay, this is what I want our house price to be. Or you can like work backwards from your monthly payment. And there's a few websites like Trulia has a mortgage calculator and you can kind of mess with the numbers and say, okay, well, if we put this much down, what is our monthly payment going to be? So another thing when it comes to budgeting is not just accounting for the house price, but accounting for all the other expenses that come in with that. Especially as whether a that's, build. Right. Whether that's, you know, a storage unit or moving company, an inspection fee, new furniture, appliances that don't come with a house like a washer dryer if you're not taking them with you from your old house Mm -hmm. um security system sprinkler system like all of these unforeseen expenses Mm -hmm. that you're like oh well the house is only this and you're like well actually there's another twenty thousand dollars worth of expenses right right yeah that was actually kind of basically what i had written down was going to say is just to kind of investigate when you're building the difference between building and buying a used home used home that sounds weird sounds like used car anyways but the difference between that is a lot of times when you buy a, ho- a home that is not necessarily a brand new build, it will often come with a lot of the appliances. Like a lot of times people will leave the fridge or the washer dryer or whatever, um, the water softener, water heater, things like that. In a new build, in a lot of cases, this, I don't think this is the case with every single builder. I'm sure there's exceptions and it varies by builder and by what you're doing and all of that. But if you're buying a new build and you haven't – well, and this is also another aspect of this is – if you're building from scratch, these are the this is the difference. If you're building from scratch, a lot of times those things like the water softener or like certain things like that, they can actually bundle into your full price, like your full mortgage price. But if you buy what we did, which was a new build, but it was a spec home, so it was already like set in what the price was. And then if we wanted anything extra, we had to add that on. So like if we want to make a countertop upgrade or anything like that. So I think I think in our case it was slightly different where there were some other like unforeseen expenses that we had to budget in once we realized that they were there that they weren't built into the full like basically into your mortgage right whereas mm-hmm. if you do a build from scratch really I mean you still have things like an inspection fee or washer dryer and some of those those appliances that may not come with the house um even I mean like getting window what are those things called blinds yeah. Like all those different things that you can opt they in for. They are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm getting ready to use cardboard boxes and duct tape. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the Julie home. Holy we cow. just put up some cardboard boxes. It's lovely. I know. That's something a friend and I, my friend of ours recently built too. And they, we were just talking about like these random things that when you don't buy the home and those things are already there, you're like, oh. Yeah, because you walk into the model and it's like fully furnished and it's got all these – it just looks perfect. (laughs) And it's like that doesn't come with it. That doesn't come with it. That doesn't come with it. And you're like, "Um, what am I getting? Yeah, exactly. But I also think it varies because if you're building like a full-blown custom home, that's already part of it. If you're building with a builder in a neighborhood or a builder who already kind of has their – 
floor plans and things mm-hmm. set up. That is, you know, it varies per type of build you're doing and who you're building with. But those are just some few, a few things that we learned in the very beginning of buying the house. We were like, oh, we've got to add on these things and we need to make sure we're budgeting and accounting for that by the time close date comes. So all that said, you know, we've learned quite a bit in the process and there are certain things we had to work into the budget or account for once we realized that they were there. And thankfully, we had a little bit of a gap before we closed. We were able to kind of prepare for that. But that's just something to keep in mind. You know, it's a slightly different experience. There's, you know, a lot of benefits to it. I think it's the best situation for us in this season of our life. Um, We're really looking forward to a fresh start. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just think we've learned quite a bit. And that's the thing. It's like a fresh start looks different for everybody. Like Mm -hmm. your fresh start might be moving from a, you know, a a loft apartment Mm -hmm. in an urban area out Mm -hmm. to the country Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really depends on each person's individual situation. Like for us, like it was like, you know what, let's just get something new. We don't, we're not in the mood to remodel anything, mm-hmm. but if you've got that bug, mm-hmm. then g- get something and mm-hmm. fix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's highs and lows and there's always surprises, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, they're all learning experiences. So yeah. this is just our individual experience. Yep. It's not like the prescription for everybody. Right. It's, it's just kind of what right we way. learn. And yeah. that's the thing. I think I don't, it's not the right way to simplify or the only right. way to get a fresh start. It's just, it was kind of, I wanted to share the the thought process we had because although you might be thinking of a totally different move or you know a totally different situation it's just always helpful to have in mind we were able to discuss this decision cuz it wasn't a decision we made easily it took us several months to kind of finally get to the point where we were like okay this is something we should see what you know put out there and see what happens and then once we actually sold we were like you know there's a lot of decisions to be made and we had a lot of good and helpful conversations with friends who had recently gone through, you know, building a new house or our families who had bought and sold homes multiple times. And just a different, you know, having different perspectives helps you then take bits and pieces. Usually it's not the same, but you're able to take nuggets from different insights you hear and different thought processes people share and apply that to your own situation. And since we had so many questions about it, we thought we may as well just share this perspective and kind of the heart and the why behind what we're doing. We want to make really intentional decisions. I feel like I've been saying the the word for that describes 20. 20 was like a year of just focus in many ways. And then that's leading into this new year of it's really becoming a year of refinement Mm -hmm. and being really intentional with the ways we use our resources, the ways we spend our time, you know, all of that. That's really become something that we always probably talked about a lot, but I think we're really leaning into now as when you're kind of touched by the fire, I would say it truly does kind of have this refining effect where you're like, okay, I got to remove things from the picture that are serving more as stressors, serving more as distractions, you know, overwhelming me, not aligned with what we say our priorities are, whatever that might be. And so I think just keeping that in mind when making big decisions and and saying, how can we be the most intentional, the most strategic, and really in the process of refining our life and and cultivating a a lifestyle and a home and a marriage and a community that we really value and want to prioritize. So, yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got, you guys. That's all, folks. Oh, how do they say that? You're really good at impersonations. You should do that. The bleep bleep bleep. That's all, folks. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, I mean, that's all, folks. Oh my gosh, that was actually pretty good. I see he is this like secret hidden talent that I sometimes want to record and like. Porky pig. What? Porky pig. Yeah, that's. I thought it was. I thought it was the little guy with the with the gun. No, that's Elmer Fudd. Oh, <laughs> Elmer. You gotta be very very quiet. <laughs> There's a wascally wabbit. <laughs> Who's just looking at you like, what are you doing? Okay, well, we're going to end there. Thanks for listening. We are so thankful for your support and this crazy big and fun adventure and decision that we have made and are on. So anyways, for now, we are signing off from my parents' attic. Peace. (laughs) 
I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? you left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.